Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an embarrassment. God, I'm awesome today. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercing? <laughs> no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. How could I be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. His wishes a blowjob. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Plotty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail. Oh, that's very appropriate backlash. On one side of the table, we have Chump Slap. It's a donut filled with M&M's. That way, when you finish the donut, you don't have to eat any M&M's. <laughs> On the other side of the table is Dr. Scientist. She's built like a steakhouse, but she handles like a bistro. <laughs> My name is Papa Scotch, and as I always say, this is where mechanical excellence and 1,400 horsepower pays off. <laughs> Welcome to Plotty Time. So, uh, we got a bunch for the crevice. Uh oh. Oh, that's because we were out of practice. <laughs> I don't think they were all me. First off, I definitely misspoke. Uh, when I mentioned when the game came out, December 13th, 1996 in Japan, and October 1st, 1997 in North America. Okay. Mm, yeah, I noticed that. I didn't say anything. Yeah. And that pony song wasn't on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> we were also very confused about when the movie Clay Pigeons came out. It came out in 1998. I wasn't confused because I never even heard of the movie. Yeah, I just didn't look it up. <laughs> now, uh, in the beginning of the episode, after I looked into Clock Tower a little bit more to understand what happened, at the beginning of the episode, in the rundown of what happened in the first Clock Tower game, I said Bobby Barrows was the Scissor Man. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the game, it was Dan Barrows who was the Scissor Man, and I didn't know that Bobby was the twin brother of Dan. Yeah, the oh, fat one who got burned. Dude. I didn't remember a twin element at all. Oh, get that. the hell out of here. Well, can I change my score? <laughs> <laughs> no, too late. But uh, I guess both were known to murder the locals, but uh, Bobby was the scissor man. Dan was. <laughs> both. Well, I think they. Bo- I think Bobby Bobby was the scissor man in the first game. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, gee, now scissor man, yes. Yeah, it's pretty fucking stupid. Uh, also, uh, we were very confused about what Professor Barton was doing there talking to all these people. It turns out he was a criminal psychologist actually assigned to the case. I thought he was just like a murder fan that's like, hey, let's try to crack this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Woo, another question we had about the game. Another thing we got wrong. Rick was not at the mansion at the time of the murders. He was the retired butler. Uh, he served for 10 years prior to the events of the first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just assumed that they murdered people before the first yeah. game. Uh, we were just confused because we thought that the butler would have had more insight because he was there for it. Apparently, he wasn't. He had retired before the first game happened. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> sure <you did. laughs> and uh the remember how we i think i maybe mentioned that the guy reminded us of the partner in resident evil yes daniel bo dulles was his name obviously i don't remember that at all no Whew, all right that was a big crevice a lot of stuff we had to jam in that crevice for this week yeah, that's pretty full we gotta just pack, go after it's a crevice you know how big crevices are depends or is it a crevasse i don't know Crevasses are a lot smaller. <laughs> That's going to be in the crevice next week. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Already starting. So let's go ahead and move over to what the, the same shit we talk about every week. What do we play? What we watch? What we do? We'll start where we always start. Dr. Scientist. What's going on, buddy? Well, I watched the new episode of WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Really good. Really good. Mm-hmm. Sucks I have to wait every week, but we're not going to talk about that again. I don't. Yeah, I don't need to. You don't need to anger up this blood over here. Yeah. I purposely <laughs> didn't watch the first two because I saw they were going to release weekly. I'm like, well, guess I'll wait till it's over. And uh, I watched a lot of Dragon Ball Super. 
Oh, yeah, I got through the Universe Six saga. Tell me, good about stuff. It. Well, tell you about it. <laughs> See, Beerus has a brother. Next, was it better than the Five Saga? They, they uh, now come on, don't be an idiot. They didn't go against <laughs> Universe Five or four. Man, I thought you were a nerd. I guess not. Not that kind. <laughs> not that kind. <laughs> so it's it's bad that I'm. Cool. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, nobody does. Uh, I watched the movie Midnight Sky, the new George Clooney one. Mm. It's like uh, blanking, blanking over here. Something. It was on Netflix. Like something happens on Earth and everybody gets killed except for a couple people. And there's like a spaceship coming back with more people, and he's trying to stop them from landing. And interesting. Yeah. Sounds like a short story he, I read once. It is. It's kind of... It was real weird. I don't know. But it was good. I enjoyed it. What did, I, right. what did I play? I played uh, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Oh, uh, yeah. It's that classic. Yes, it is a classic. It's a classic <laughs> uh, walking sim. Yeah, it's, Ooh, a, it's pretty good. A walker. Yeah, it's a walker. <laughs> Texas Ranger. <laughs> that, the guy from Supernatural is the new walker, Texas Ranger. That's, yep. That's cool. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's oh, a it's a good boy. walking sim. It's a if you get a chance to play it, play it. I believe it was free on PlayStation Plus a while ago. Word. And I started this game, uh, an indie game called Spirit Fairer. I've heard of it. It's like uh, it's really good. You uh Karen's like retiring and you're taking over his spot as ferrying people from <laughs> Thanks to Karen. Yeah, it is Karen. C H A R O N. Oh. Oh, I thought you meant Karen with a K. Yeah. Like I want to talk to your manager, Karen. No, no, no. The real Karen. OG Karen. Got yeah. It. yeah. I know him as Karen. I thought it was Charles or Charles. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot! And actually, I'm just kidding. Do you ever do that though? You ever read a, a a word on the page and you just never heard it out loud? And then someone says it, and you're like, oh, fuck, I've been, I've been saying it wrong in my yeah. entire <laughs> But yeah, I, and then you're like ferrying souls to uh, their new, the afterlife. You got to like try and have them, I don't know how to say it, make up for things they did and mm. come to terms with being dead. It's, it's, it's a good little indie game. Are you like filling in or are you trying to get the job? Uh, it, it is your job now. You're the new yeah, camera. Okay. Yeah. That, that's about all I did besides working a shit ton. What about you, Papa Scotch? What'd you play, watch, what'd you, what'd you, whatever you did? Oh, thanks for asking. Uh, I started watching the show you, uh, uh, what's it? Alice in Borderland. There it is. I started watching that. I got like halfway through the third episode. I'm still working on it. What do you think so far? It's an interesting premise. I don't know how they're going to like sustain a whole TV series with this idea. I assume there's going to be other stuff going on in the story and it's going to change. And I'm I'm excited to see what it is. I want to see how this plays out. Yeah, it gets it gets interesting. I, it's already pretty neat, but the the episodes I saw, they just went and played like three different games. And I'm like, is this it? Just a different game each episode? But I'm I'm guessing they're gonna open it up a little bit, make mm. it more interesting than just that. Although the games were fucking cool. Yeah. But uh, I I started watching that. I also watched uh, a little known indie film called McGruber. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of it. What's it about? I finally watched it. I, people have been telling me to watch it for like the last eight years. 
We did it satisfy every urge you ever had. It was good. I liked uh, when Ryan when he first met Ryan Phil- Philippe, and he's like, "Oh, hey, I heard about you. I'm so glad to be you." Have all these He's like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> <laughs> immediately, immediately turns this guy into an enemy. It's because he's some other guy from the military. Oh, that's so good. Uh, I also watched two interesting horror movies. I watched Scare Me, the uh, the new one. Not the one from 2016. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a newer one? Yeah, there's one that just came out. It's about uh, a woman who is a writer and a guy who's a struggling writer, and their power goes out in a cabin, and they both hang out, and they start basically telling scary stories to each other. It's very much like a movie for the art kids, because it's like them acting it out with like music cues, and that's uh, about it. Sounds uh, pretty it bad. Was interesting. It was interesting. It was a little... I mean, if you're not into it, it'd probably be pretty fucking boring, but <laughs> I liked it. And uh, I also watched Housebound. Have you guys heard about this one? Is it like Misery? Sort of. Uh, I think I've, I've never heard, heard of it. it. Is it like a comedy kind of? It's sort of like a horror comedy, but yeah. it's from New Zealand. And uh, it's about this girl who's like fell in with the wrong guy. And, and she's like, you know, underage. I think she's like 17 or 18. Yeah, what, around there. But uh, she got arrested. They put her to eight months of house arrest with her mother. Cause that was her last address. And her mother's just one of those people that are insufferable, but like super nice at the same time. So you can't really get mad about it. Mm. Wow. They have weird laws in New Zealand. Yeah, they do. So basically the mom said the place was haunted and it's always been haunted. And then weird shit starts happening. Hmm. Is stuff. it all a figment of her imagination? Cause she's stuck at home. No, it's not. Hmm. Her mother like thought it, it was then. a ghost and like started calling ghost shows and talking to them about it. Oh, documentary you're saying? <laughs> Mostly, yeah. <laughs> okay, obviously. And then the guy, the tech who set up her, you know, the the ankle bracelet. Yeah. He he's an amateur ghost hunter, so he starts walking around. Of course. Wow, and what a coincidence! <laughs> well, have you ever been to New Zealand? Most people are ghost hunters. <laughs> it's fun. It's it's fun. Check it out. Uh, but what did I play? Ooh, I am not proud to say. Put in some real time on Cyberpunk this week. Mm, yeah, well, I've been meaning to ask uh, Sloppy Pickle how it is, so how is it? I, okay. All right, that's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. If you, if you don't get hung up on, like, the stupid little stuff in a game, like, does it actually work? Are there still a shitload of dildos everywhere? <laughs> I haven't run in any dildos yet. I assume. Oh, they must have fixed that. Higher level weapon. <laughs> no, apparently there was like a, a a glitch in one of the algorithms that it just made random dildos everywhere. <laughs> Rain dildos. <laughs> yeah, you can like grab dildos and beat the shit out of people with them. That's cool. But uh, I'm I've got through Act One. The story's great so far. It really is great, and the world is really pretty. It's like Blade Runner and RoboCop, and the color and fancifulness of. Back to the Future 2. It's good, but but it's crashed like six times. Damn. That's a bummer. On the PS5? Yeah. Well, it's not. I'm playing the PS4 version on the 5. Well, I mean, you think that would run better. I think it runs better on the PS4, but that's like, that's a low fucking bar. Yeah. But so far, I really enjoy the story. I really enjoy the world. I'm not sold on the combats, and the glitches are very distracting, but mm. I don't know. I'm going to see where it goes. He likes the dildos. <laughs> By story, I meant to say dildos. I'm sorry. I've been getting my words, I've been getting my words mixed up. Dildos are very intriguing. 
left and right. But that's it. That's all I played. How about uh, how about you there, Sir Chump Slap? Playing, watching, doing. What's going on with you? Well, I'm playing some dudes like I do, you know. Dutin' dunes. Okay. Still yeah. leveling up. Oh yeah. Finished about twelve guns now. Got about ten more, prestige so. again. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I prestige from last week. Hmm. Going hmm. slow. I'm le- playing a little less of it now. Yeah, days. I was gonna say, what are you loser now? There's no double XP, so oh, fuck, why waste why my time? Why even bother? Yeah. yeah, just might as well wait till the next double XP. It's exactly. gonna be like a week and a half from now. Or if you buy like a Mountain Dew and redeem the cap, or <laughs> true. <laughs> Get some of the big, thick beef jerky sticks. <laughs> Slim chips. Dude, I remember buying those because I could get battle packs in Battlefield 4. I'd buy really? the Slim Jims and like, type in a code Ew. and like, here you go. Ew, would you throw them away? I didn't say I was proud about it. I <laughs> a single one of them because they're delicious and terrible for me. Yeah, they're pretty good. I was I was a young kid. I was 33. Like, what are you going <laughs> to do? You know, I didn't know any mistakes. better. But I played a little bit of Maneater as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's all right. You just if you feel like switching off and just floating around the ocean as a shark eating shit. Mm. It's different. Do you get I, to eat any people? Tell me you eat peace. Oh, yeah. Like the one, okay. the first mission is like eat 10 people at the beach. Nice. There are people hunting you too that you got to avoid? Yeah. Or you could just eat them. I mean, I've only played a little bit of it. And there was like three fisher boats. You had to kill the people on it. You jump out of the water, smack them. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds pretty good. It's fun. I don't know. It's the only game that makes me want to kind of use inverted controls because I'm underwater. That's a stupid talk. I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) It feels feels wrong, but I didn't change it to inverted. So let's see. Who are you? What I watch. Uh, Heard a lot of people talking about this, so it. Gave it a little bit of a watch. The Night Stalker documentary on Netflix. Oh, how was it? Which Night Stalker is it? The serial killer? There's two Night Stalkers. 85, California. Richard Ramirez, That's right? his name. That's his yeah. name. Okay. He's got the pentagram. The one that was hand. from the, the American Heist horror story. I yes. guess. I don't know. Okay, that one. Yeah, it's pretty good, but it's like every fucking documentary it's like oh let's talk to the detectives is it like the bundy tapes but with night stalker i don't yeah i guess because it's, like, <laughs> it's like every documentary yeah. it's like oh, let's interview the detectives let's interview the old lady who saw him fucking farted at baskin robbins <laughs> tell us all about it yeah there hasn't been many uh I don't know if this is good or bad. Many changes to the documentary game recently, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, switch well, no, it up we can go out for interviews or anything right now. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it's good. I don't know much about him. I, I've only watched two of the four episodes, so I assume he gets caught. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to American Horror Story, <laughs> he lives on in at a <laughs> okay at a summer camp. Sorry That's to ruin right. it for you. That probably makes Spoilsies. sense. Spoilsies. <laughs> he also, uh, oh God, in that story, doesn't he get like his ass beat by the neighborhood? Yeah, he does. That happens. That's how he gets. And arrested. then he dies, and then resurrects himself through blood. That's a wild. Yeah, show. He, he makes a deal with the devil That's to based come on back true, and kill more people. Based on true story. Though. Yeah, I thought that was the documentary you were talking about. I don't know. I didn't finish it. Stop, stop <laughs> yeah. spoiling. It. You never know. <laughs> don't bust his chops yet. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh. I watched some really bad movies. No. Yep. I watched this one called Ball, The Storm God. 
B-A-A-L. Yeah, with the apostrophe between the A's. Yeah. It's about this Sumerian god. Ball. Ball. Oh. And he has these four... Balls? Like... <laughs> <laughs> How could I not? Come on. Didn't see it coming. Out uh, of these four fucking pieces... That are just spread out through the world to make sure he doesn't come back. And then some guy's like, oh, I'm going to find them all. Oh, story as old as time. Put them together. And they're like, oh, my God. There's these storms and they're taking over the entire earth. So it's like Geostorm? Kind of, but created by a god. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm, well, we all know Geostorm. We're familiar with that, clearly. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Dude, you know how many times I've watched that movie? <laughs> Too many. I Six. About. But... Th- then I don't know. It's like a made-for-TV movie. You could tell by how the edits are, like how it just fades oh, to black cuts and it cuts to a screen. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's fucking bad. Give it a look. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Ants on a Plane. Ants on a plane. Ants on a plane. Hmm. Are the ants big? Nope. Just little ants. <laughs> I can see how that would be annoying. They're little bullet ants that apparently. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, but they were. They're genetically altered somehow. Oh, like let's genetically alter they're, bullet. They're ants. more deadly. They can kill people, and there just so happens to be an entomologist on the plane who's like, "Oh, thank God!" She, she like looks at one of the ants. She's like, "This is a bullet ant, but it's genetically different." <laughs> it's like, uh, oh my god, it's so bad. How are they more deadly? Did they like chop people's heads off? No, I don't know. They're just like like. Killer bees, if they swarmed you, they could kill you. Yeah, but I mean, bullet ants can do that already, so. Yeah, but they were more deadly. Uh. So it only took a couple, <laughs> not like a fucking full swarm. And instead of taking like two weeks, it took, you know. Yeah, I don't know. 20 it's, minutes. It's a wild ride. But <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. It's, it also seemed like a made-for-TV movie. <laughs> In hindsight. Yeah. I'm sensing a theme here. Yeah, well, not this last one here. Okay. I guess, I guess I'll make it the slapper of the week because I didn't really watch anything that slap. Slap. They nest. Ooh. They ooh. Nest. Ooh. Hmm. I'm. I'm gonna guess that the they is a group of outlaw biker snake men. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, their nest is they're helping out birds. I'm going to say... Pretty close, right? That's pretty close. It's kind of like they live. I wish. But with like (laughs) hibernating mammals. Not even close. It's about these genetically altered... (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Armadillo bugs. Oh, I was close. Oh, armadillo bug? Yeah. It looks like a cockroach. Very... It can get confused for a cockroach. They mm-hmm. make sure they tell you that at least six times in the movie. <laughs> oh, good, good. And they swarm people and kill them. And then they lay their eggs inside their body. and Then they nest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It all comes full circle. Yep, it's like classic 80s horror. It all came out around the same time as all those fucking bug movies. I can't think of a single one, but you know what I'm talking Frost about. Frost spiders? Sure, sure. Yeah. You know. Eight-legged freaks? Yep. Arachnoquake. Arachnoquake. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen them all. Oh, Christ. Do the, spire- the, spires- do the spiders create the earthquake, or does the earthquake unleash the That's spiders? a completely different movie from Armadillo Bugs. Yeah, but the 
Earthquake unleashes the spiders. Oh, good. Okay. And they you can spit fire, obviously. Oh, great, great, great. Mm. As an earthquake spider would be. Yeah. yeah. You never seen it's one? It's obvious. <laughs> good thing you don't live in California. Oh, Jesus. Is that it? That's, that's all you got? Yeah, that's it. All right, well, then we'll, we'll just go ahead and we'll move on to uh, video game news slash stuff. <laughs> Resident Evil Village got announced. It's coming out May 7th. Well, I guess it was announced before that, but it's coming out May 7th. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised so you didn't play Maiden. I did. Right. I forgot to talk about that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. I sure did. Is that the demo? Yeah. Yeah, it was very short. It's extremely short. I you saw just a couple people play it. Escape from a, a jail. You find a key. You go outside and you meet the tall lady, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's no really playing. It's just showing how cool it looks. Right? <laughs> yeah, it looks very pretty. I I was watching someone play it, and as soon as she appeared, they're like, "Ooh, step on me!" <laughs> oh yeah, a lot of people on the internet are really into this tall lady, like really into her. Uh, I'm sure. You know what I'm it's. All right, whatever floats your boat. But yeah, that got announced. <laughs> uh, also, you know, it hit both of my worlds when it was announced at this Resident Evil event that there's going to be a crossover between Resident Evil and The Division 2. What? That is stupid. All it is is outfits. Yeah, That's I was going to say a skin. What kind skin of or outfits? Division outfit are you going to get in Resident Evil? No, other way around. You get oh. Resident Evil outfits in the Division 2. No, then it's not a crossover. It's kind of just like a... It's just a one-way, I guess? Yeah. But uh, I wanted to bring it up, and I wanted to talk about it, because this is not exactly, but it's kind of like what Fortnite does. They just license out properties, shove a character in the game, make it an event. Are we going to see more of this crossover stuff? Yeah, Probably. I'm sure Call of Duty's just waiting to fucking put it. John Wick or something in there. Well, they oh, did that in probably. Fortnite. John Wick. Probably. Oh, they did. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised they haven't had a Wonder Woman one yet. That's uh, DC, though. Isn't it? Yeah. But, I mean, some They just had Marvel last season. Mm. There was a whole fucking season about it. Other new slash stuff we got. <laughs> the Uncharted movie has been delayed till 2022. Oh, no. <laughs> never getting it. I think they're shooting it now, but I have no idea. I'm still waiting for Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it was about to come out almost a year ago, right? Yeah. I think it was March last year. Jesus. Gosh darn it. And uh, the other movie, video game news, is the Borderlands movie has begun shooting in Budapest. Oh, that upsets me. Yeah. Well, wait till you see Kevin Hart in the Borderlands movie. I'm sure it'll be awesome. He's gonna be Roland. I have no idea who he's playing. They don't. I don't think he's even quote unquote confirmed. Uh, Maybe he's doing the voice of Loaders or Claptrap or something. Possibly. I don't know. I don't like it though. Maybe if it's cel shaded, like an animated movie. But if they're filming in Budapest, I don't think they'd be that way. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's being done by Eli Roth. How could it be bad? Mm. Ooh, There's a lot of reasons yeah, it could be bad. Stuff. Well, I'm back on board. <laughs> hey, here we go. The guy who made fucking... I can't even think of any of his movies. Hostel? There it is. The yeah. Guy made Hostel. That fantastic So film. there's going to be a lot of gore? <laughs> like... IMDb says that Kate Blanchett is playing Lilith and Kevin Hart is playing Roland. Kate Blanchett did a good... Uh, hell. She's always great, though. Wait. Roland? No. He wasn't even funny. Roland Kevin was, Hart is Roland? That's yeah. what IMDb says. Roland was a fucking soldier. Yeah. He was very serious and unfunny. That should be The time. Rock. 
Mm, but The Rock is funny. Sometimes. Did you see Tooth Fairy? I was going to say Tooth Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a very convincing hockey player. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That seems like bad casting to me. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Maybe he's Brick. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that's what IMDb says. Who knows if it's true? The Rock could be Brick. Yeah. That'd be a but, good uh, one. Anyway, that's all I got for video game news slash stuff. All right. Isn't Kevin Hart so, like four feet tall? Yeah. He's like five something, five two. He's like normal Hollywood height. Oh, that's a thing? Yeah. Like all those fucking major stars are tiny little people. Not Conan O'Brien. I said major stars. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Not podcast superheroes. <laughs> this may surprise you, but Conan O'Brien did something before podcasts. <laughs> no. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> You're going to have to put that in the crevice. <laughs> but anyway, let's, let, let's, go, let's get into the game. How about it? Yeah, yeah let's go. It's a pretty, pretty tight game. All right, so this week we're doing a sequel to a game we already discussed. Probably should have looked up when the last time we did that, but fuck it. Uh, this week we're talking about the... Action, adventure, stealthy, platformer, jumper, and for some reason, Leonardo da Vinci creates a gun for you game, Assassin's Creed 2. Was there an Assassin's Creed movie? Yes. I thought so. It had... Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal? No. Um, that was the guy who played Magneto. Prince of Persia. Okay. What the hell's his name? I know. Fassbender. He... Yes. Michael yeah. Fassbender. All right. This game, Assassin's Creed 2, released November 17th. 2009 uh the bangers on that the the radio that week include <laughs> paparazzi by lady gaga Ooh, okay TikTok by kesha <laughs> i must have stopped listening to the radio way before this i'm pretty sure neither of you listen to pop music at this time <laughs> no well you didn't you no one missed this one party in the usa by miley Cyrus. oh you're right that's that's easily the best jam ever written <laughs> still the number one play on my uh in my heart <laughs> <laughs> no, on, on the app on your phone that plays from that plays jukeboxes, it's my number one. <laughs> you just try to piss people off. <laughs> no, it's a great song. <laughs> it's a banger. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a bangers on the radio. That's what we said. But uh, it was released for PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, PC, and Mac OS, developed by Ubisoft Montreal, published by Ubisoft. Uh, it was written by Corey May, Joshua Rubin, and Jeffrey Yohalem. I don't know why, but when we did Assassin's Creed... You kept you didn't know how to pronounce Ubisoft, Ubisoft. Yeah, and it was pretty funny. Ubisoft. Listen to Papa Scotch try and figure it out. Well, now I don't remember which it is. It's Ubisoft, <laughs> right? I think it's Ubi. Ubisoft. 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 So what I'd what be did hard. I just say? <laughs> less than thirty seconds. Ago. That's the one that's right, and I'm going with it and not saying it the rest of the. All episode. right, good shit. So. This week, Dr. Scientist, you picked it. How about you uh, give the people a little rundown, maybe tell us about the first game, whatever. Lead us into it. Well, if you want to know about the first game, go listen to our other podcast about Assassin's Creed. Good Whenever point. that was, who knows. Yeah, it doesn't really come up in this game that much. No, but first you uh, start off as Desmond. From the first game. From the first game. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And he's kind of recapping what happened, that he was kidnapped by Abstergo, and he's been put in this thing called the Animus, and he's reliving lives, trying to help him find something. Now, did did we all play this? I played two. I played two. When I watched this, I remembered playing 
a lot of it, but I don't think I finished it. I do know that I earned the platinum and it didn't give it to me. Well, then you didn't earn it, did you? <laughs> oh. I'm missing a trophy for like completing one of the chapters. Oh, okay. But I have all the others because for some reason you had they did glitch didn't. or something. Yeah, you gotta play it again. I'm not gonna play it again. <laughs> I platinumed two, and then like I immediately I, I played it like two years later, but then I immediately went into Brotherhood and platinumed, or I didn't platinum Brotherhood because there were like six multiplayer trophies I wasn't doing. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember playing the flying part, but that was annoying. That, that was annoying because it was inverted controls and there was nothing shit. you could do to change it. Maybe that's I why remember I put that. it down. <laughs> I do remember that because it was a pain in the ass. But anyway, it starts off with like Lucy kind of breaks into your, I guess, cage, wherever you're held. Mm-hmm. Cell, I guess? Yeah. Holding area? I don't know. And you may remember Lucy from the first dormitory. game. Dormitory. She's like a, a nurse who helps you get in the animus. Yeah, she's missing a finger. Yeah. And <laughs> she, uh, that's she, what you remember from this point, video. She, yeah, she pointed out in the video. I don't even remember that part. Uh, she's voiced by Kristen Bell. Yeah, say that as she uh, was in the first Kristen game. Mm-hmm. But she uh, puts you in the animus because she needs to copy some files for some reason. And uh, you jump in the animus real quick, and you witness the birth of a baby. You're you being born as somebody else besides Altair, who you played in the first game. So then you uh, kind of get out. She copies the files, and then you escape Abstergo in a trunk for some reason. So you can't be seen when you get out of the parking structure. Don't you think they'd look for Lucy, too? No, she's in and out. She works there. (laughs) All right. Right. I did like how Desmond was, like, cracking jokes as they're trying to escape, and Lucy has fucking blood all over the front of her shirt. Yeah. And he's like, what would you say? Is it Amibus? Emma Buses? <laughs> Emma Boy? He's like cracking up at the fucking plural of the word. It's like, dude, people are dead. Yeah, seriously. Like, seriously. <laughs> I was but like, that's sad. She stuffs is you in a... Oh, go ahead. Is he... Uh, he's Nolan North, right? Yes. Okay. Famous voice actor. Go look him up. I don't know. I don't know if mm. Nolan North voices Ezio, but he does voice Desmond. I don't think he does Ezio. Yeah, because... It's somebody else. It doesn't it's like a whole like different him, accent. So uh, you travel in this trunk until you get to a special assassin hideout. Mm-hmm. And she explain, Lucy explains to you that the assassins keep getting killed and they need more assassins. So they want to use the bleeding effect of the animus, which you learn about in the first game, to train you to be an assassin. In real life. In real life, yes. like Kind of like the Matrix downloading stuff. But she has these skills already. Well, she, she is, is an, an assassin. assassin. Yes. Yeah. But does she have all these skills? She has eagle vision and shit. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I, no, I don't think so. I think she's just in the coalition, but she doesn't have like the yeah. the lineage of assassins from hundreds of years yeah, ago. Yeah. Okay. Part of, part of the reason you have a eagle vision is from the bleeding from the first game. Yeah. That's special. I got you. And what is bleeding for those listeners that didn't listen to the first one? It's an effect of. The animus that, uh, like, you can see things in real life that are from the animus. Like, it kind of, like, mixes the two worlds. It's weird. You can actually learn things. Yeah. Like like VR. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can see symbols. Well, that was <laughs> blood on Desmond's walls, you can see, from Subject 16. But we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. And uh, here you meet one of the most annoying characters ever created, Sean Hastings. Mm, must be in the name. And uh, Rebecca Crane. Hastings? Yep. <laughs> 
Yeah, I didn't care for him. He was very, very uh, brash for no reason yeah. at all. Yeah, he's well, because he's an assassin. He's like, this guy's not even an assassin. Yeah, he's like, I look up data for you on the internet. Yeah. He, he's jealous that he can't go in the Animus, yeah. really. That's what it is. Yeah, it's Animus Definitely. Envy. <laughs> for sure. And they said that Lucy was gone for like seven years undercover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she comes back into the new hideout, gets sits down right on a computer, starts working, and never is there like, hey, where's the coffee maker? I haven't been here for like seven years. Like nothing. <laughs> they, just change slides right they, must, they must talk a lot while you're in the animus. I guess. Well, who knows? But, uh, but the bathroom was back here, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been here in seven Who the fuck years. ate my pretzels? <laughs> Assholes. I had my name on them. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you eventually go back into the Animus to start your assassin training. And you arrive at Florence in 1476, where we meet our main protagonist, Ezio. Ezio Auditore de Firenze, who is a great character. It's pretty cool. But uh, I like him. I like him too. Easily the best assassin, I think. From the Assassin's Creed games that I played, anyway, I didn't play them all. Mm-hmm. There's so many. I, how how could you? I don't know. I, really I remember know. Uh, I played two and I played Brotherhood right in a row, like literally one after the other. I enjoyed the hell out of both of them, and then by then I think three had come out, and I'm like I'm just I'm burnt out on the Ubisoft. Yeah, they came out too too often. Yeah, you didn't even finish the all three of the Assassin's Creed two games. Right, and there's uh, there's like uh, those crazy Ubisoft maps that have like 700 fucking things on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're, it's very memed out on the internet, but there's like 9,000 jobs for you to do stupid shit for you to do. And I was like, I'm done. I need a break. And then I, know, I don't think I ever went back to the series after that. <laughs> so Ezio starts, and it's kind of like your tutorial missions. You get into a high school brawl with a bunch of, with a gang of other people. <laughs> yeah. And uh, your brother shows up, and he like teaches you some stuff, and you learn that Ezio's a womanizer. Ooh, is he? Eh. Did he only have the heart for this one woman? I don't know. That's a question we'll ask later. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you meet Leonardo da Vinci too here in the beginning, who is a important character in this this game. <laughs> He's a cheap ass. That's my favorite part. <laughs> uh, but uh, you go on, and then you head back home. And you find out your brother and your dad have brothers and dad have been arrested for, I believe, treason of some sort. And you go and talk to your dad, and he's like, "Yo, go get the thing from that place. I hid that thing that time." And yeah, it's pretty much a quote. Give it to you. Won't a, know what that. You won't know what that thing is. Yeah, it's not going to make sense. But it's in that place where I put the thing that time. Yeah, and then give it to Alberto so he can say, "Hey, these guys are free." So you do that. You go to your house and you find assassin gear. Which you would know if you played the first game what it was. Sure. And then you uh, bring the papers to Alberto, and Alberto's like, "Oh yes, this will prove they're free. They're they're innocent. I'll uh, let them go tomorrow." And you're like, "Cool, that's cool. cool. Good shit, man." Sounds like a really really cool dude. Yeah, yeah. he's a pretty neat guy. I like him. I I think he's pretty great. I think he's gonna be a good guy the rest of his. Yeah, time. he's definitely gonna help you. I just want to say I looked it up, and apparently I did beat it. Fantastic. So the next morning comes and your dad and your brothers are at the gallows. I don't know if they call them gallows in Italy at, in the 1400s, but that's yeah. where they are. And Uberto just ignores the evidence you gave. It's like, you're guilty. Hang them all. And he yeah. was like, no. 
He's like, since there's no evidence, nobody gave me anything. (laughs) SEO didn't come to my house last night. (laughs) No one has anything that could possibly refute these charges. (laughs) NBD. I forget. What did they actually hit him with? Treason. Yeah, I think it was treason, but of some sort. Stealing money. Yeah. We know pretty well what it is in America right now, what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Except actually people are actually getting in trouble in that version. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, and I did like the fact that Ezio started as like, he wasn't. Uh, like a the richest person in the town, like his family wasn't loaded, but his dad was, you know, they're in the upper class. Yeah, yeah maybe middle, like upper middle. Yeah, like respected banker. Yeah, type situation. Their family wasn't doing too bad, so he had the time to like go chase ass and get in street fights. Yeah, True. but uh, your dad and your brothers get hanged, and they're just hanging there. And Ezio's like, no, and the guards try and arrest him because Uberto's like, arrest that guy. He gave me evidence. No, wait, no, he didn't. And <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> you didn't give me shit. <laughs> I don't know who that is. So Ezio, Ezio runs away from the guards, and uh, he goes to meet his sister and mom at a brothel because that's where they go to hide. Sister and mom. Yes, yes, that's what I said, right? That is what you said, but it sounded here it's like, like sister mom. No, oh. <laughs> I was like. Sister mom, easy. <laughs> and uh, your sister, or is it your mom? Your mom teaches you how to like steal and stuff, which is a no, no tutorial thing. And uh, I'll have, I, I get, do you bring a paper to LDV? Yeah. I wrote him as LDV the entire time because I didn't yeah. want to write Da Vinci the entire time. Uh, he, invents, was, he gets the blade for you. Yeah, it was in your dad's. Yeah, I just have LDV gives you thing. the blade. But he, yeah, he get you get this paper and you bring it to Leonardo and he's, like, oh, cool, I'll make this for you because I can read this code. And he makes the, the hidden blade for you, which is the coolest weapon ever. It's, eh, it's up there. It's pretty neat. What Melee. Coolest melee for sure. And then you go and get your revenge on Roberto. Pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Like, psh, And the cool thing that when you kill somebody, it kind of like shatters the animus. And I like when you kill Roberto. <laughs> you just like stand above his dead body. You're like... I'm Ezio. I did this. <laughs> <laughs> Real yeah. fucking smooth. <laughs> he was he was like trying to, I don't know, get revenge for his family, and he just admitted to a crime and who he was. Yeah, it was pretty good. He could have just thrown his address out. Like yeah. at that point, I mean, right? everybody knows where he's at anyway. I'm at the Motel Six <laughs> on Third. I've been hiding at this brothel with I my mom and sister. I've never been to this brothel. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But yeah, that happens. And then you're leaving town with your sister and your mom. Yeah, because you just fucking yeah, murdered you just a murdered dude. dude. <laughs> and I guess you're still wondering for treason and murder. Yeah. Mm. And uh, you get ambushed by the dudes you had a fight with in the beginning, mm-hmm. the high school brawl. But all lo and behold, some guy comes out and saves you, and it's your uncle Mario. Oh my god! Don't even start. We'll skip that. No. <laughs> oh no, we can't. We just can't. He he had to say it, and he's like, "It's me, Mario." Even like at the time watching, I was like, "Ugh." <laughs> yeah. Well, it didn't get better. <laughs> Surprised he didn't wink at the screen afterwards. <laughs> it's like remember from the games, the plumber, the guy. Get it? Get it? But uh, yeah, we get it. Thanks, Assassin's Creed Two. He. He trains you in some battle ways so you know what to do because you you want to get back at another guy who had to do with your father's and his brother's death, the Depotsies. And, and yeah. if I'm if I watched or you know 
gathered the information correctly. He knows his family was double-crossed or framed or set up, but he still doesn't know why. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he needs to find out why and then get revenge. Yeah, so I don't think he even cares why. He just wants to get whoever's fucking involved yeah. with it. So he goes and kills Vieira de Pazzi after his training with his brother. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back home, and his uncle's like, hey, let me show you these codex pages, and they're just on a wall. He's like, yeah, they're, they should all fit together, maybe. Yeah. Get them, get them interpreted by LDV and bring them back. He's like, I've been collecting these. They have little numbers on them. <laughs> it's like four of 20. I don't know. Yeah. See how many we can get. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> so you head back to Florence and you talk to Leonardo and, you know, you're kind of trying to hunt down more people that had to do with your family being slaughtered. Sure. And sure. you come across information about Francesco de Pazzi. So you're like, eh, let's go kill him. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're kind of like, you're like, all right, he's going to be at this church in the morning. And he's going to try and kill somebody. I'll save him. Going to try to kill Lorenzo. Lorenzo Medici, who, if you know your Italian Medici. history, is a pretty important dude. So you save him and you kill Francesco. The Medici's are allies. Like you are allied with them. And what was the other family? It'll come up later, I guess. Yeah, he tells you a story. He's like, when I was a kid, I fell in the river. Your, Your dad, dad saved yeah. me. Fa- family's been loving each other since. But he's basically... Uh, the people who are in power framed his father, so he's basically overthrowing the government in several different cities. Yeah, and stalling people who want to take their place. Right. Which mm-hmm. is, you know... Which say they're good. good people. Yeah. Well, they are. Some are. Until <laughs> they get the power. <laughs> then they get the khakis. <laughs> And you get the women. You get the khaki. I fucking forgot all about that. So, <laughs> so great. They, after you kill Francesco de Pazzi, you go back to your Uncle Mario's and he starts doing some vague uh, allusions to a prophet and pieces of Eden that you have absolutely no clue. And Ezio really doesn't give a shit about. He's like, whatever, dude. These yeah. guys killed my dad. What the fuck? I'm going to go kill some more Pazzi's. <clears throat> let's, hunt, let's hunt down the guy they were talking to, Jacopo. So that's what you do next. And you kill a couple people and you find out where Jacopo is. And you follow him to a meeting. And then you see he's meeting with a big heavy hitter, Rodrigo Borgia. Mm. He was a famous dude, IRL. Yeah, he was Pope. Is this where you're bringing in the other group of people you didn't know existed? Yeah. Or, well, you didn't know were involved, I should say. Yeah, because Rodrigo's there and a couple people are there and... You constantly follow people to meetings who are talking to other people. And you're like, well, I got to kill them too. Yeah. Just, we just want to kill more and more people. You're yeah. like, all right, well, they got something to do with it. I'm going to keep getting revenge. This guy knew my dad. But uh, <laughs> Jacobo goes and has a meeting with Rodrigo Borgia. And Rodrigo kills him because, you know, Jacobo's kind of... Loose end. Yeah. Sure, and then, sure. he, and then he's like, I know that assassin's here. Get everybody. Guards, get him. And then you have to fight a bunch of guards. And you talk to Jacopo and... Yeah, he didn't kill Jacobo. He was laying on the ground suffering. Yeah, he was dying. Yeah. But, uh, and then your quest against the Potsy's done. So you're like, all right, now I just got to find everybody else who killed him because I killed that family. Oh, what? Yeah, like the whole family. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> like now this guy's male. involved. So. so you decide to move to Venice because that's where the next people are you're hunting down. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, LDV is living there now, too. He's like, hey, I just moved in. Yeah, you run to him on the way. You're yeah. like, hey, man, where are you going there? Cool. 
I'll go, oh, can I get a ride with you? <laughs> and then you get on the way there, you get attacked by Borgia's man, and you have to drive. Well, I guess you're not driving it, but you have the carriage, and there's a carriage fight. And I remember these parts being really annoying in the game. Mm-hmm. And then I, oh, there were definitely parts of the game. Most of it I forgot, but I definitely remember the carriage being a pain in the ass. Yeah. I, oh, and the flying part, too. Yeah. And then poof, you're out of the animus because, you know, you can't stay in there for too long. Yeah. Because, you know, you'll die. Obviously, like Subject 16. Yeah, they talk about Subject 16 here, too, a little bit. Who, uh, since you're sub, Ezio, or not Ezio, Desmond was Subject 17. Is the guy before you who they left in too long and he went insane. And you see random things from him scattered throughout the animus, like relics he's left you and he left you clues for everything. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, let's test if this ability is working at all. All right. So they go down and you have to assassinate a couple buttons. Assassinate a couple buttons. <laughs> that's nice. And then she's like, yeah, you're, you're learning. That's good. And then you kind of just have an out of animus hallucination about Altair. Mm-hmm. And then Sean's a dick a little bit more here. Yeah. What else is new? <laughs> well, your, your hallucination of Altair is him impregnating a chick, a woman. Oh, which kind of gets you thinking. Yeah. You're like, huh. I guess I can follow sperm around. <laughs> Is that how the M M N bus works? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. I guess like one cell. But, but, well, you know how it is. Yeah. Then yeah, Sean's a dick, and Rebecca sticks up for you, and like, all right, let's go back to Venice. Boom. So Venice. Hop back in the Animus. Fourteen eighty one. What is, they kept calling it Venezia. I was like, what Venezia, are they talking yeah. about? It's the Ita- way the Italians say it. It's like Firenze was Florence. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I got it eventually when I looked up the guide of the game, and it's like, then you go to Venice. I'm like, oh, that's. They're right. like, no, I didn't. I went to Venice. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when Leo's with him, right? When they get to Venice. Yeah. And uh, I just remember the fish guy. Yeah. He got his fish slapped, and then he got arrested. <laughs> yep. <laughs> People are walking around slapping fish. I guess that was pretty good. Yeah, because there's like a, a guy taking over all the markets. Yeah, being a real dick. Yeah. Yeah, just... And then you kind of, like, go to the palace where this guy is, where all the... Uh, what are they called? I don't know. The people who sell things at markets. Merchants. merchants. Where the merchants are being taken out through their things and stuff. And you see a bunch of people just run in past the guards. Sure. And uh, one of them tries to climb up a wall and gets shot, and then you kind of, like, help her out. Yeah. And this is where you meet Rosa, who was shot in the leg, and Antonio, who kind of runs like a resistance in Venice. <laughs> this is where you try coffee for the first time. Yeah. Ugh. Which I don't think is... Did they have coffee? Isn't coffee from like South America? He says they got it from somewhere. He's like, yeah, we just got this imported, dry it out. Yeah, but they wouldn't have gotten it from South America. Like, I don't know, it's a little bitter. Yeah. You should put some sugar in it. That's so fucking... Yeah, these are the you things you've never that heard stick of coffee, but you know sugar. Aren't they? Don't they take the same climate to grow in? I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm gonna say yep, and not look it up for the crevice. Sounds good. In oh, 1481, wow. yes. Mm. Papa Scotch said it, so it's probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so you discuss the guy who's been doing this with Antonio, whose name is Emilio mm. Barbarigo, the other family you're against. Fucking here. Emilio, dude. 
and you make a plan. You're like, oh, well, he had something to do with my parent, my dad dying and my brother's dying, so let's hunt him down and kill him. And Antonio's, Sounds good. Yeah. Antonio's like, hey, do some things for me, you know, save some of my buddies, and then we'll storm the palace with you. You're like, sure. So you do that. Yeah, because you're like, I need an army. And it's like, I know this guy. He's got an army. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> yeah. So you do all his little things, and you storm the palace, and you find out Emilio was trying to overthrow Florence. So you're like, oh, he's getting my hometown too. Let's kill him. So you kill him. Mm-hmm. And then you, all the market guys, all the merchants come back to the market. And it's like, yeah, you did a good thing, Ezio. Good job. Good job. What do they call him? The Doge? The Doge, I guess, is what they call the ruler of the town. How do you spell kind that? Kind of like a mayor. Like, do, like dog. Doge. Like Doge. Yeah. All right. Yeah. At least that's the way the closed captioning had it spelled. Okay. I assume that's how it's spelled. That's how I spelled it. And I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> the Doge D-O-G-E was an elected lord and chief of state in several Italian city states. Oh. So yeah. Oh, oh he was elected? Cards. That's where that meme comes from. Okay, okay yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Now it makes sense. It's all coming together. But you you talk to Antonio about because Emilio was talking to a bunch of people before he killed him. And you're like, Yeah, that's Carlo and the Grimaldis and the Barbaricos, they're all together. They're mm-hmm. all one thing. You're like, Well, let's go kill Carlo next. Sounds good to me, brother. <laughs> was that Roger Man Randy Savage? As a Tonio Man Randy Savage. And then you're following Carlo around, and you meet. You see he meets with your enemy Rodrigo Borgia, and like let's. And they're making a plan to kill the Doge and install Carlo. Mm-hmm. So you're like, hey, Antonio, this is what they're doing. And he's like, hmm, we can't get in there. No, nah, man, only birds can get in there, bro. Oh, and you're like. I got an idea. Let's do the worst part of any Assassin's Creed game ever. It's like, I know this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. And uh, I hated this part so much. I remember dying so many times in this part. Sometimes you could It was very, very dumb, right? It was dumb. Yeah. Like you couldn't see the next flame or you get hit by an archer. Yeah. 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 You had to like kick them off roofs. Yeah. So you get like a hang glider and you try and fly your way into the palace, which is just oh yeah, and like even if you you'd have to hit the next site perfectly. Yeah, yeah, and you can't miss one either. And sometimes the only thing you could tell was like the ash coming up a little bit from the end of the sky, yeah. and it was oh god, that was tough. Yeah, the graphics were good for the time, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you you fly your way into the palace and you work your way down to try and save the Doge. And Carlo's like, ha ha, you're too late. And the Doge's like, what? Like, what? Wait, and, what? Then, and then he kind of like just dies. Oh, I had some of this poison tea. Yeah. It worked at the perfect timing for Ezio to be here at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> like how it, should they... have been like, it should have been like that uh, Always Sunny when uh, Dee accidentally swallowed the apple seed and she's trying to throw up. It'd be like, throw up, throw up, throw up, throw up, throw up. You know, it was Dennis. Yeah. Oh, did Dennis? <laughs> Dennis no. swallowed it. Uh, you have to smoke. You have to smoke, <laughs> you have to, to, smoke kill. to kill the, ba- the bacteria. <laughs> but it was the, uh, I thought it was the episode where they uh, got a cat stuck in the wall and Charlie tried to get it out is. With another cat. It is. But, yeah. but that's when D and Mac, or the episode is Mac and Dennis break up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great show. Hell yeah. I can't wait for the new season. Anyway. but So the Doge dies and Carlos starts screaming, Oh my god, the assassin killed him. So now kind of like everybody's blaming you. So you kill Carlo. Yeah, you chase down Carlo and then are guilty of well Yeah, there's no way to look more guilty than kill the guy yeah. who's screaming that you're guilty. <laughs> so now it looks like you've killed two people instead of only the one you want to kill. 
Uh, flash forward to 1486. Yeah, same, same kind of like this Yamas thing. This is where you get the gun, right? This is where Da Vinci hooks you up with a firearm. Uh, yeah, this comes up, yes, because the new you're wanted for two murders of the old Doge and Carlo, and the new Doge is like, hmm, he never leaves his place, so how are you going to get him? And Flying machine. No. No, no it doesn't work. <laughs> Conveniently, you have a piece of paper that hides a gun in your gauntlet. Oh, yeah. So you go to the, you do this whole bunch of things for Carnival and yeah, I have written golden mask shenanigans. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about how stupid that was. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You got invited to the party, but then you got in a fight to get a free one, and you didn't. Yeah, they cheated, they cheated you. And blah, so blah, blah, then blah. you murdered everyone. So you just had to steal it off somebody else. Why yeah. didn't you do that in the first place? And you sneak into the Carnival, and like there was all kinds of fireworks going off. And during the fireworks, you shoot Marco. Boom. Yeah, as a doornail. So the next doge is dead. So that's two doges you ki- you did kill. Well, no. One doge you didn't kill that you're blamed for. One you did kill. And another guy who was yelling, hey, this guy killed somebody. That's that three killed. murders, two are which pretty big. Yeah. Not to mention all the other people you killed on the way. Mm-hmm. So now it cuts to a little bit later and you, you meet Augustino Barbarigo, who's the next up for the doge. Is that Tonio's buddy? Yeah. But he's a good Barbarigo. He's not one of the bad ones. Yeah. So there are good ones on all sides. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He, and he tells you that his brothers were bought by the Borgia and he's not going to do it. And Now you have to hunt down Silvio. Mm-hmm. Silvio Barbarigo. Because he's trying to take the Doge away from Augustino and they're waiting for the votes and blah, blah, blah. A lot of democratic stuff. Yep. And he's like... Go use our buddy Bartolomeo and his guys. They'll help you do it. So you get to Bartolomeo. Mm-hmm. Bart, we'll call from now on. Barty yeah, boy. B-Dog. I like that one. And uh, <laughs> you help his guys and get them out of jail, and then you attack Silvio and kill Silvio. So that's another doge in waiting that you killed. You kill Moro, too, here, right? You kill oh, both at the same time. Yeah, the other guy, yeah. His, like, sidekick. Yeah. His vice president, really. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. And as Silvio's dying, he's like, I don't care about this town. We just wanted to go to Cyprus. You're like, aha. (laughs) Like, why would you say that? Because Ezio says something about, you can't have this town. He's like, I didn't want the town. I just wanted to leave and go to Cyprus. This was all a misdirection, you fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) So then Ezio has some uh, self-reflecting to do because he's been hunting and killing people for 10 years now. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And he's yeah. still not done. And he's like, they didn't even want this town. What was going on? They wanted to go to Cyprus for something. Wait. Are these people still involved with my dad's death? <laughs> well, you still know the Borgia is Rodrigo still Borgia. still Rodrigo, yeah. And then you find out, oh my God, he's a pope. Nah, not yet. Nope, that's it. <laughs> but uh, Rose is like, well, guess what? A boat's coming back from Cyprus today. It probably has something that the boards you wanted or a reason so you should probably like sneak in and get there it's like two years later though right yeah yeah okay and he's like all right we'll do that we'll see what happens and then you go talk to leonardo and he gives you some more bullshit about a prophet and so and the he's, t- he's like wow i just noticed vault. this there's secrets on the back of this code yeah. dude. you see this shit <laughs> and i didn't bother looking at the back of the <laughs> making me a fucking gun and then it, it dawns on you guys that it's all part of the Borgia's plan that he was waiting for something from Cyprus so he can get the pieces of Eden and go up in the vault. So you got to stop him. Oh, of course. 
So this boat arrives and you dress as a soldier after you kill one. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. Sure. And you're kind of like carrying the piece of Eden. And you meet Rodrigo and he's like, oh, finally, the other piece. And, apple. and then you kill the guy in front of you. And he's like, oh, assassin, assassino. I don't know. What, Is this the apple from the first one? No. You sure? Yep. Yeah, there's a bunch. I'm 100% positive. I don't know. I watched like <laughs> four videos explaining the ending of this okay. game. <laughs> I could probably clear up some stuff when we get there. I can guarantee because you find Altair's apple in a different Assassin's Creed 2. Mm. I thought it tied oh. together at the end of this that they were like the apple and Altair's kid and blah, blah, but blah. But they're multiple pieces of Eden. So then there's like a confrontation between you and Arrigo and you fight. And he keeps calling guards and then amazingly like your allies show up one by one. Mm-hmm. La Volpe and Rosa, Antonio. Yeah, I got your back, bro. Yeah. And some guy you've never seen before shows up. And then you're all fighting and Rodrigo retreats and runs away. Ha ha! And the guy you never met before is like, hi, I'm Machiavelli. I wrote a book. People, I know everything about everything. Yeah, by yeah people call me Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. But uh, they're like, and he's like, well, Rodrigo was the prophet. What happened? I don't see what he's here. He's like, no, dude, Ezio, dude. you're the prophet. You're, you're the, the one prophet, we've been waiting for. Fucking idiot. <laughs> I do not see this. He's like, the prophet isn't here. He's like, yes, but you are Ezio. Yeah, but where's the prophet? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see him. And they finally reveal to you that they're all assassins. It was all a joke. Your dad's not dead. <laughs> and, uh, they kind of officially introduct him in the assassin order. Uh, near the end of the game, you finally yeah, become an official assassin. They don't cut your finger off. They just burn no. it a little bit. Yeah. Which is probably for the better. <laughs> yeah, true. But this is going to sting for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of do your assassin pro, uh, ceremony and you jump off the thing. And Desmond wakes up from the animus. He's like, oh, wow. What happened? Like, you got to go back in. Go back in. All right. Yeah, I've been right. down here. Back out of the animus. Dot, dot, dot. Nope. <laughs> I have Desmond yeah, wakes up, go like, back. It's so dangerous. It's so dangerous. You can't see in there too long. You're going to bleed. There's going to be a turtle problem. Then later you're like, I've been in there for two days. Put me back in. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's corrupted memories here, so they have to skip you ahead a couple mm-hmm. of years now. So, to 1499. Yep, we're Rodrigo Borgia is Pope now. And time for your revenge. <laughs> Where did they put this together that the papal staff was the second piece? Because one is supposed to be a staff and one is supposed to be a piece. Oh, was that always in there? Yeah. But you, okay. go to, you go to Mario's place, which is kind of like your home base. And uh, you look at all the codex pages you got. And with the piece of Eden you got, it kind of like highlights the map on hidden in the codex. It's like, this is a map of the whole world. Except there's lands we've never seen before. It's like, bullshit, that's made up stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it shows like a couple of vaults. I guess they're vaults. They assume they're vaults. And like, oh, this one's in Roma. Yeah. That's so where it, it turns is. into Borderlands. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is in Roma. Let's go there. Well, this was probably from before Borderlands 2. Yeah. But uh, 
09. This is when they decide that the pa- the papal staff must be the other piece is why Borgia wanted to become Pope mm-hmm. so he could get that. <laughs> he just wanted to become Pope, so he did. I mean, it's like normal. But he needs both yeah. pieces, so <laughs> yeah. And then they show, well, I watched a different one than you two, unless if you mm. watch the one I sent you. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a little cutscene where you get Altair's armor. I think if you do something, you get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I did not it. see that. I don't know why exactly it's in Italy, but... It cuts to Rome, and you fight your way into the Vatican. You kill your way into the Vatican, I should say. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Happens all the time. And you go into the Sistine Chapel, and Borgia's there, and you jump on him to try and kill him. Yep. And he kind of doesn't really die. Yeah. He's like, I'm invincible, dick cheese. Yeah. And then they have kind of a, a piece of Eden battle, because Rodrigo kind of knocks everybody out with his staff. He's like, why did you get knocked out? Because I got this piece, and then he does uh, does the cool thing that Alma Alim did the, from the first one. Yeah, splits himself into like five, and there's a battle of pieces of Eden part, and it's kind of a big bad boss fight. And uh, Rodrigo kind of grabs the piece of Eden and sticks it to his staff, and he's like, "I'm gonna go open the vault now. I'm the prophet. Ha ha ha! I'm gonna go let God out of his hiding place." Yeah, because he believes <laughs> for some reason he thinks God's in the vault. <laughs> Which makes me think these Templars really don't have it together, although they became Pope. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, God's not in there, idiot. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I guess we should mention that the bad guys were the Templars all along. Oh, I knew it. No. Didn't we know that from the beginning? I don't know. Well, you should know it from Assassin 1, right? Yeah. Because Assassins and Templars are enemies. But you don't really... Ezio, I don't think, knows it because he doesn't find out about Assassins until right before this. But you fight Borgia again, and then you kind of like, nope, I'm not going to kill you because I'm better than that. And that's what opens the vault. And you pick up the staff, and <laughs> it kind of opens a vault to you. And you're like, oh, I guess I am the prophet. Oh. And you walk in. And this is where it completely takes a separate turn. But I'm going to cut to a little bit piece here. Okay. That wasn't in the video, but I remember. Okay. You could find like pieces like things, subject 16 left for you in the Animus throughout the game. Mm-hmm. And if you find all 20 of them, it shows you like a video. Okay. Like a, Is that it, like in the pieces of art, like the little puzzles? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. And if, if you got them all, it showed you like one of subject 16's things, and it shows like two people running away kind of uh, from a, a complex and stuff. Yeah. And uh, they're carrying an apple, an apple of Eden. And they, they were like running away. And as soon as they get to the edge of the place, they're like, Adam, I think it's time we go. And she's like, yes, Eve, do you have the apple? And she shows it. And he's like, all right. So you kind of find like they brought subject 16 all the way back to Adam and Eve to see what happened. Interesting. Uh, then we find out the big reveal that Adam and Eve were real, but not in the way. Yes. We wrote. Not the way. Yeah. We as in humanity. Mm-hmm. So you walk into the vault now. And uh, this lady kind of appears all digital. And Ezio's like, what's going on? And she's like, I'm Minerva. I go by many names. <laughs> what's so funny? I love how she's like, <clears throat> hey, I'm this person. And she looks at the screen. I'm talking to you. <laughs> and Ezio's like, I'm here. <laughs> Who the fuck's Desmond? What are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, she explains that humans and her race inhabited the earth a long time ago. And some kind of stellar event happened and killed almost everybody. Mm. And there's a few of her race left in temples. And she's like, I'm talking to Desmond, not you, Ezio. You're the prophet. You're the one that tells the, or is the conduit for my message. And she says that they made humans and 
that something's going to happen again if they don't stop it. And Ezio's got to go open other temples and find the others of her race. And then it kind of just ends and Desmond wakes up. Says, what the fuck? And he's like, what the fuck was that? And you're like, I don't know. Templars are attacking. Let's get out of here. And then you kind of escape. Fighting off Templars along the way. The end. Yeah, I liked the end. I liked how they... uh... I remember kind of expanded the story. I think that's what pissed me off about this game. That's why I never played another one. I'm like, fuck you. I just played one and two, and you give me nothing. Give me a, oh, that's, to be continued. Yeah. I remember playing it and then being like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was at all. No. Which is kind of cool. I kind of liked it. Yeah. Well, we'll see when the score is fucking re- <laughs> Well, like, the big thing with Assassin's Creed was, ooh, where are they going to next? And I remember playing two first... When I think Brotherhood had already been out, but I played it and I was like, wait, they're going in a machine to the past? Come on. <laughs> I had a hard time getting my head around that. That's that was the part you had a hard was. time with? Yeah. <laughs> now I have, yeah, now I have a hard time thinking of an Assassin's Creed game where they don't do that. I have a hard time thinking of an Assassin's Creed game that had a meaningful story like this one. Like, well, they all come All right. Yeah, so why don't we cut to the opinions here? Yeah. Uh, well, that's it, what man. Are, yeah, that's it. What are the new questions? I forget. Oh, I, I haven't worked out anything better, but I guess we'll uh, we'll start with you, Sir Chump Slap. Good. I have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Does this video make you want to play it? Did the story work for you? What'd you score it? Does this video make me want to play it? Kind of. I mean, I already played it. Apparently. And I remember it was fun <laughs> to play. Sure. And I'll just leave it at that. I mean, kind of wanted, kind of wanted to play it again, but not really. Does the story work for me? Yeah, it does. Because it's all a revenge story. And then Sweet. it's like, oh, look at this fucking crazy ending. You didn't see this shit coming, did you? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the story works for me. But like I was saying, I don't remember... I never played Brotherhood, but I played one. the one in Egypt. And Origins. Uh, yeah. And I was like, well, this isn't just like a revenge story that turns into fucking something crazy. No. You know, there was no like story they, in the animus that I, kept me intrigued. They start becoming more about trying to figure out where things are in the past. So they can yeah, find in the future. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like this yeah. one was like the last one that I was like. Oh, it's cool. It's this whole fucking revenge story. And it just so happened to play the part that it had to. That's why he was a prophet. That's why it was all prophesied. So it kind of, it it was good. I'll give it that. But the end, <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself. No. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Like, oh, there's a lot of Edens. And before your world gets destroyed, Desmond, you got to fucking find more of them. Oh. Cool. Just put that on me. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess you got the map out of this, so you know where they are and all that jazz. And that's why you have to play all the other weird shit in different places. But all that said, out of 27 stars. Our normal metric, yes. yes. An obvious metric. I'll give it 13. Ooh. Good old lucky 13, because like I said, the story did work for me until the end. <laughs> and yeah. All right. Yeah, that's pretty, and I remember it being really 
the graphics were amazing at the time. <laughs> it was like, yeah, they were. Oh, yeah. They were gorgeous. But watching it now, I'm like, we were fucking suckers. <laughs> like, like, they don't even look like people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell is that? Is that a face? <laughs> so, yeah, I'll give it a 13. Okay, 13 it is. Nice middle-of-the-road score. Yeah, mm-hmm. so let's uh, let's kick it over to the Scotchman. Ooh, I like Does that. Does it make you want to like play Scotch it? Man. Would you score it? Did the story work nope. for you? No, would the story work for you? Would you score it? Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Thanks for asking. Uh, does this video make me want to play it? Not really. Uh, I still don't. I I think I've been in. I've been there, done it. I've done the Assassin's Creed format. You know what I mean? Like I liked it. I enjoyed it. Happy for my time there, but it doesn't make me want to go back to that or three or Origins or Odyssey or any, Valhalla or any of the other games. Mm-hmm. It's not my jam anymore. Uh, right that being said, though, the story was pretty good. I, I really enjoyed the use of the real historical figures for good guys and villains. And uh, I, I liked Leonardo da Vinci's place. It makes sense that he's like your fucking Q, James <laughs> Bond style, like to help you get your fucking gadgets together. I liked that. I thought that was a neat I was I was thinking Star Trek Q. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? I was thinking Q and on Q. No, uh, <laughs> James Bond, his tech yeah, guy. Yeah. His name now I, know. I didn't yeah. want to say that. Because of the QAnon. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, guys, I it, I didn't mention it last week, but I'm big into QAnon. <laughs> I know. Oh, we know. <laughs> you always knew. So, uh, the ending. We got. Yeah, you're right. I gotta I gotta put in my fucking two cents on the ending here. Yeah. I I thought that I thought there were really good parts about it. I really liked the fact that they took the story of Adam and Eve, put it in like a different context and a different spin, and Minerva's like. It's been so long, and it's just turned into, like, myth and, like, fable. But it's based in something that actually happened. Mm -hmm. I thought that was very cool, but then when they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's not an apple. It's hundreds of them. I'm like, ugh. Well, there was a tree that was making them. (laughs) Was it a golden apple tree? Is that what it was? But I thought the apple was more of, like, a colloquial name. It's not. Yeah, I don't think it was an actual apple. Yeah, Some people call them pieces of even. Yeah. But I'm right there with you, Chomp Slap. Like, especially after watching or recapping the first game, it's as if they made that trilogy like one huge long game and just cut it at parts and yeah. then released that as a game. Because mm-hmm. it just fucking dies like at parts. And it just, it's just the first one ends right in the middle of a scene. The second one just ends with, oh, there's a bunch of other things. We'll talk to you later. Peace. <laughs> and, and we don't know what happened to Ezio. He's just like, why aren't you talking to me? Oh, I guess I'm done. Later. Yeah. He just, there's a dead pope there. What the fuck happened to him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He gets himself out of this one. But... <laughs> I'd like to see that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the story was good, but not great just because like I, like open-ended, too open-ended. Mm-hmm. It can be open-ended. I want it to be a little open-ended. I want it to have... You know, give us something to look forward to, but at the same time, I need literally like any closure at all for anyone's story. Would have been great. There's a line in there somewhere they missed it, but uh, so what would I score out of 27 stars? I I love Enzio. I love the fact it's a revenge story, and that's pretty much it. And you unravel this whole bullshit. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna give it a 15, which I think is a little high, but and that might be some nostalgia tinted stuff. That's but. the way I feel about my thirteen. 
I, like, I, I, th- I think more things worked than didn't. It was solid all the way up to that ending. Yeah, exactly. Like the story is solid. You can't argue with that. Yeah, and and I know this isn't, you know, we talk about the story, we don't talk about the game, but the gameplay rather. But I did remember the progression and the tools and the weapons was really good. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't get a weapon until I absolutely needed it. That sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, it was good though. I so, never got all the feathers. <laughs> I did. I also, that's <laughs> also a trophy feathers. I did not pop for me. Uh, you missed one. <laughs> no, no. Because forgetting all hundred, you get a cape. Yeah. And I got the trophy for wearing the cape, but I didn't get the trophy for the hundred feathers. <laughs> and it's not like you could grab one other flat. Yeah, there, right? And, Wasn't the hundred the whole the trophy. thing? Yeah, yeah. This is a Papa Scott's fucking infamous thing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, why exactly. I didn't play. It. That's why I'm not going to play it again. All right, well, let's kick it over to the man who picked it. Ooh, Who's that? Buddy. Kick it to the picket. Ooh, uh, I like it. Uh, maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Did the video make you want to play it again? Story Did the story me? work for you? And what'd you score it out of twenty-seven stars? It kind of did make me want to play an Assassin's Creed again. Maybe not this one. Maybe one of the 17 or 18 I didn't play. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> so many. But I remember playing it, and this was the first of the Assassin's Creed games that I played and set the... Ta- set the <laughs> like, from then on, I just search for everything and do all the side quests until I get bored of doing that and then just run through the story till the end. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I never got to the story in Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, because if you keep running around doing stuff, you keep finding stuff in Odyssey, yeah. you'll never get to it. But yeah, uh, did the story work for me? The Ezio part of the story, I did like. Straight up revenge story. Killing everybody who killed your dad and brothers. Sure. Finding out all your friends was in a, were assassins were, was kind of annoying to me. Mm, yeah, I thought that was but silly. I guess if they all were trying to train you to be an assassin before you... but. And they all knew about the fucking Pro- secret prophet. Yeah. I thought that was weird. Nah, that, that, that I can look by. But I do like Ezio as a character from the other two games. He grows up a little bit. Uh, the Desmond part, unlike you two, I really liked the ending. <laughs> I thought it was okay. good. Oh, I like the Desmond ending, not the fucking well, I meant Minerva the, ending. I meant the Minerva part of the ending. Oh, okay. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like it. It's kind of anti-God of War where God of War is like changing fate but this kind of seems like you're destined to do something yeah alright and I did like it and the story gets crazy after here even more crazy with Minerva and all the the first civilization and stuff but I did like that it kind of like Ezio didn't know what was going on and she was talking straight to Desmond that kind of I like that ending I I don't know why you two didn't like it because I liked that part I just didn't like the idea that Hey, there's a bunch of them later, and then it just that was it, and yeah. Ezio didn't get enough closure for me. And then there were up so until many, then it was good. There were so many other doors in that area, like in that little. I think only one was a door. Oh, secret door. Yeah, okay. That'll get you. But yeah, I like that. I like that it left me hanging, even though the main part of the Ezio story was done. Of why you were there, trying to come, to make Desmond learn to be an assassin. It did make me interested in this whole first civilization thing, but. Oh, not gets, interested it gets enough. so crazy. <laughs> but not interested enough. <laughs> uh, an Ital- a nostalgia-tinted score. And the fact that I really like Ezio, I'm going to give it a 17. Because unlike, unlike wow. you two, I actually like the 45. ending. 45. Holy schnitz. Which I know. 
which is probably the difference in the scores between us because I like the ending and you two didn't. I don't even remember the ending. That's how little I liked it when I played it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of remember you being upset about it now that you've brought it up. Yeah. Like after you played it. <laughs> probably. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was younger and less rational. <laughs> I definitely remember you, Dr. Scientist, complaining about not getting the feathers on the other <laughs> story trophy. I do. That sounds familiar. It annoys me. I was like, I what do you mean to glitch? I'm like, look at my thing. And it had, like, finished chapter six, finished chapter eight. And <laughs> chapter seven was just not there. Yeah. I'd, it still annoys me to this day that I don't have one more platinum. <laughs> I got the platinum, if that helps. It, it makes me it, feel it, better. It's a little bit, yeah. Maybe I'll put it back in and get all the feathers. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't play it again because I could just run through the story and like get the story trophy. But to get the hundred feathers, I was like, no, there's yeah. not a chance. I'm not going to do this. All right. Anything else anyone else to say about this this gem? Nope. It gives us a 45, which is almost almost double the score of Clock Tower last week. It's 24. <laughs> it's the highest of the year. <laughs> highest of the season three. That might have made the top so five last year. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I'm not going to look it up. Yeah. So let's go ahead and move on. Let's close it out with our favorite segment of every week, which is Dr. Scientist Classic Wrestling Finisher of the Week. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three. (laughs) Every week now, we ask Dr. Scientist for his recommendation on what the best classic wrestling finisher move of the week is, and he never disappoints us. This week, Dr. Scientist, what do you got? All right, if you get in a street fight this week, use this classic submission hold. Called the Steiner Recliner. <laughs> <laughs> How about you uh, give the people a little summary on what uh, what the Steiner Recliner is all about? Well, it's Scott Steiner's finishing move. It, of course, everyone knows him. Gremlin? What, what's his name? Uh, the crust, no, no. He was P- Big Papa Pump was Scott Steiner. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so Big Papa Pump. It, it's a version of the camel clutch, if you know what the camel clutch is. I was going to say, that's what I was picturing. Yeah. <laughs> But here, uh, from the Pro Wrestling Wiki, they describe the hold as the wrestler begins the hold by standing over the face-down opponent. Mm -hmm. He reaches down to pull the opposing wrestler up slightly, sits on his back, and places both of his opponent's arms across his thighs, then locks his arms across the crook of his... Or wait, Once the opponent has the wrestler's arms where he wants them, he reaches forward, cups his hands in a manner so that his fingers are interlocking, and grabs the opponent's chin and leans back. Sounds painful. Yeah, it looks painful. Sounds easy to get out of. Go, uh, I recommend you go on YouTube and watch him give Beetlejuice the Steiner recliner. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the guy from Howard Stern. Yeah. (laughs) It is highly entertaining. Oh, my God. So Big Papa pumps Steiner recliner. Yes, and go check the video out of Beetlejuice getting it because it's hilarious. You heard it here, folks. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. A Steiner recliner. Uh, In case you were getting street fights, we got all the good tips. So if that didn't do you for you, let's go to our favorite segment of every week, which is Chomp Slaps. Would you rather? Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Every week now, we ask Chomp Slap a would you rather question, and he has to pick an answer and explain why, and we all just generally have a good time with it. This week, I believe, Chomp Slap, you've got a good one you want to No, I do. I have to ask. No, I can't ask myself. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Dr. Scientist, so this week you uh, you got a good one there to ask Chump Slap, huh? I don't. Well, I hope you're not going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I heard this one on Free Beer and Hot Wings. Mm. Don't answer right away. Okay. 
Okay. Oh, it's, Would it's you thinker. rather the thinker if during sex you had to speak like Borat the whole time, or the other person had to speak like Borat the whole time? Before you answer, let's hear your impression. Your impression of Borat. That's nice. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> yes. So one of you has to say talk like Borat the entire time during sex for the rest of your life. Either you or the other person. And remember, the other person might not be good at impressions. But yeah, I'm saying. I'm thinking. <laughs> is, are they perfect at it? No. Or is, do they just have to make it do an impression of it. They just do an impression of it. They do. The, the, the whole time, like everything they say or do is going to be in Borat's voice. Oh, yeah. My <laughs> wife. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop. I can't do the impression. Yeah. You suck at it. <laughs> All you do is my wife. <laughs> Give me your tears, Gypsy, or I'll take them. <laughs> well, if I fucking pop a scotch, it's him. <laughs> oh, shit. I'd say they have to do it. <laughs> Even if it's really bad, even if it's even really what if it's bad. me like don't stop. I can't do I can't do an impression. <laughs> yeah. impression yeah. Well, that's fine. <laughs> that's if it's a nice. really bad impression, I'll be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but what if they can't? Yeah, but eventually, we're talking years down the road. It's just you're just gonna start laughing. And <laughs> I know. Like, I mean, I don't. I don't have a problem with nutting while I'm laughing. So <laughs> it's all right. But what if they don't know they're doing Borat? That's even better. <laughs> <laughs> It's like post-coital. I'm like, you know you do this weird thing when you're fucking... <laughs> like, no, no. It's what do you mean? Awesome. <laughs> you sound exactly like Borat. No, I don't. I swear it's to like, God. We're going to videotape it next time. And, you know. so good. <laughs> yeah, I'd make them do it. Oh, okay. Well, I would never want to do it myself. <laughs> okay, well, let's say uh, someone had a different opinion than they wanted to do the Borat voice while they were having sex and... Maybe they have already. Who knows? Where would they send that email to, Sir Trump Slap? Oh, send that to plottytime at gmail.com, and I will personally respond. That'd to be a each fantastic email. And everyone. Yeah. Send that one. We want to read it. <laughs> 100% guaranteed response rate to date. Doesn't disappoint this guy over here, Trump Slap. No, and let's say they want to get to us faster on the socials with more swearing. Where would they do that, Dr. Scientist? They would do that at Plotty Time on Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram. Eh, oh, great. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Nothing good. So, <laughs> uh, if you want to watch our logo while you listen to the podcast, go over to YouTube, like, and subscribe over there. It really helps us out. So, that does it for us for this week. Next week, we'll talk about another game. It'll be a great time. You don't want to miss it. Smell you later. Ding, ding. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>